SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Happy Friday to you. Will it be another championship tonight for LeBron James, or can the Miami Heat take this two-day off run and turn it into a win tonight. That is on deck, as well as the American League Division Series Game 5. College football as well today, tomorrow, and then a full slate of games on Sunday, just not the full slate that we were expecting. I'm Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizapia, with you here on the show. And Joe, uh, you know, we this sort of spring and sort of into the summer, when we didn't have a lot on TV, we had the last dance, right? And that was the big thing mm-hmm. that everybody was watching, uh, Michael Jordan's documentary, and how great he is, how great he was. And very quickly, in LeBron James's career, he is approaching immortality in that way. Another championship tonight. No reason why the Lakers can't, if they win tonight, win another one next year. And naturally, Michael Jordan will be known still as the greatest player of all time. But LeBron James could end up having more rings to show when it's all said and done. Well, look. There's some people who have more rings than he does. <laughs> I mean, Bill Russell comes to mind right away. It wasn't always about rings, too. It's about how great were you in the era you played. And I think for me personally, that conversation is the greatest during the greatest era was Michael Jordan. I don't think you can necessarily drop any of the superstars right now in the NBA and drop them into a period where you saw defensive teams like the Knicks and the Pistons and the thing that used to go on there with uh, the intimidation factor and the physicality that was going on in the game back in the 80s and 90s that you saw. And it's just a very different game right now. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the accomplishments of LeBron James. He's an all-time great player. He's a Hall of Famer. But, you know, it's I think when you're talking about the greatest of all time, I think the era does matter a little bit and what kind of player you are offensively, defensively, you know, how you go through the those things and I think what's so great about Jordan is the incredible defensive player he became later in his career and also how much he trusted some of the players around him and you can have the discussions about the Pippins of the world and the discussions of oh, who's LeBron played with and he never had a Pippin well you know what he's had some pretty good players to play along with too over his years so LeBron is all-time great Kobe's all-time great all these guys are all-time greats but in terms of the greatest for me, it will always be Michael Jordan, Craig. And and that's not a knock on the other guys. I don't know why people take it so personally. Like, why, why, why can't we say that that guy's the greatest and you're great too? Like, why does it have to be, I am number one and there's only me and nobody else? I never understood that. Yeah, look, everybody is entitled to, to their opinion. For right now, I do agree with you. But if LeBron James was was to win four more championships and maybe ends up winning one with his son, I mean, that's going to be a different conversation, but that's four years from now, and it's not now. In the now, it is Jordan. I would also tell you that LeBron James, when he won his championship with Cleveland, played with absolutely nothing on that team mm-hmm. that year. When he played with the Heat, of course, he had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and, and a cast of good characters on that team as well. And here he does have Anthony Davis, and it's a different season. Uh, look, mm-hmm. in, I share the same opinion as you right now, but I'm also willing to change my opinion based on results. And if LeBron James ends up winning five more championships or four more championships or whatever it is, he is, to me, the second best of all time right now. Could he be the first? Yeah, I think that there's a shot of that. Right now, he isn't. That's what the fun part about sports is. It's a fourth title tonight as we take a look at it for LeBron James, if he can do it. I am not rooting for that, though. <laughs> Hopefully the Eagles will win and they will end this thing. I don't know that they will. A huge underdog tonight. We don't know who's going to play, but they've had two days off. I would suppose Bam, yes. And I would suppose Goran Dragic, no. Yankees raise tonight game five. They'll cap off the America League Division Series. I am sure 
that this game will do well ratings-wise. A lot of people be interested in seeing the Yankees lose. That's what most people want to see. But, of course, the Yankees are a big favorite tonight with Garrett Cole on the mound. Louisville will be at Georgia Tech tonight. Kansas football coach Les Miles tests positive for COVID, so he is out indefinitely. Miles won a championship, of course, with LSU. Has had a little success with Kansas since he took over that program. I would like to see him have a little bit more. Hopefully he can. And then the good news for the Titans and the Patriots is that they've they've had their tests come back negative. And the way that the schedule has sort of worked out here is, is they're going to put New England and Denver on Monday night. And they're planning on putting Tennessee and Buffalo, I believe, on Tuesday night. And I also, uh, I think I saw that there's no game next Thursday night. So we have two games on Monday, one game on Tuesday, no game on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, and then back again next Sunday. But I'm guessing that by the time the show is over, we will have completely different information on this. But that's where we stand right now. <laughs> I hope you're all taking notes at home and you have some sort of flow chart or something like that in your living room so you can keep track of all these things. You know, for me as a Pats fan, it was fun to get that game moved because then I got to see that game because originally in the New York area, it wasn't on and if you're going to take the Jets game potentially away from me, I'm not going to complain here in the New York area. I'm okay with it. If you want to somehow bump that one, we'll see how things work out. But look, it's good news that these tests come back negative. That's what we want. And I got to tell you, going back to baseball real quick, I'm not the biggest Yankee fan in the world. I'm just not. No one who has followed me over the years uh, can say otherwise. But I kind of want to see the Yankees win just because I want to see the Yankees and the Astros. I want that series. I want that to Wait happen. Wait a second. And yesterday like on the show, blood. you said you wanted the Rays. You said you wanted the no. Rays yesterday. Yes. No, I wanted the Rays to put them out. Yeah, I wanted the Rays to go out there and put out. Right. Now, if they couldn't, forget it. Now I want to now see the flipping? Yankees. I've changed right to you. You're a flip-flopper. Now you're flipping to the Yankees? Now, you know why? You know why? I've got the boring Dodgers and Braves. Those are, you know, okay. Like, there's no heat there. There's no heat all of a sudden. Yankees, Astros, that's a little heat there. Two teams that don't like each other. I like that. That's what I want. I want a little fire. I I'm just trying to that. keep track of what you want to happen here. Well, very look, you know, keep track of the COVID test. Look, I can change my opinion. Yesterday, maybe the Rays. Now the Yankees, I'm not out. How could I not root for the Rays? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The morning after. Both these teams only one loss on the season. Pittsburgh laying six and a half in this game. Where do you see this game going? This game, to me, comes down to the physicality. You look at Boston College, three straight games against finesse teams, Duke, Texas State, and North Carolina. They played very well, and they got two or three covers. Pitt bounces back with a double-digit victory over the Eagles this weekend. The Sports Grid Network. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Each and every week, we're trying to make you the next millionaire over on FanDuel. And the way we do that is we check in with Jim Sanis of Number Fire. Jim gives some great information each and every week as to who, it, who to play in the several positions and how to stack, how to create a lineup. We do that for you each and every Friday. And Jim, thank you once again for coming on Fantasy Sports Today. It's good to have you here on this Friday. How are you? I am great, Craig. Thanks for having me on. It's kind of a weird week five slate because my process revolves around stacking 
projected tight games. And there are only two games on the slate that have a spread of less than six and a half points. So I'm kind of out of my comfort zone to be fully honest, but I think there are still some good plays on the board here for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a good point, Jim. And, and see, that's why we have you on because you're not going to go into every week yelling and screaming that you right. love something and you're going to make a million dollars. There's there, and this week in particular with even COVID issues, it's yeah. always important to know what your bankroll is, know how and when to spend it. Maybe this is a week that isn't great. Maybe it ends up being great, but you have to know your week. You have to know your strengths and your weaknesses. And hopefully what we'll do is Jim will bring out the strengths and what we could do this week and help people who are going to play like myself. Unfortunately, my $5 did not turn into 10 this oh. past week, but I will, be, I will be right back at it this week. Look, I bottom line, I didn't have Dak Prescott, and when you start off with that, I used Kyler Murray. Wow, what a against Carolina? Oh. I used some Kyler, too, so it's understandable. What, what a bad choice there. So let's start there with, uh, with the quarterbacks, and let's take a look here uh, as it stands, Jim. We got Patrick Mahomes at 9,000, Lamar Jackson at 8,900, Prescott uh, 8,700. We have Kyler Murray, 8,300. You're going to have to convince me on him, even though it is the Jets. <laughs> let me down bad. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 7,900. And then we can go down to Matt Ryan at 7,700 on the Atlanta Falcons, who, again, play in a situation where it's a must-win game for them going against that Carolina defense. But I don't know if, if Arizona, Jim, so much has played bad or if they shot themselves in the foot. It was a bizarre game to watch to see Kyler struggling so much. So uh, give me the quarterback situation this week. Let's have it. Yeah, I think it was a combo of both for that game, for sure. A little bit of Arizona playing uh, poorly and a little bit of Carolina being good. But I think for this week, we can avoid it entirely and go with Deshaun Watson. I think he's a really good play at $7,900. The Jaguars through four weeks actually have the worst pass defense in the league, according to number fires metrics. And you're getting Deshaun Watson in another plus matchup as he was last week and didn't really do a whole lot there. But now Bill O'Brien out the door, their offensive coordinator is still there. So I think we can still expect them to be a pretty pass heavy team, which is good for Deshaun. He is also someone who will run a bit five rush attempts in three of the four games so far this year. So I do like Deshaun Watson, pretty big home favorite, but not big enough where you can expect him to coast in the entire second half. So Deshaun at 79 is really good. We could go right back to Dak Prescott for sure at 87. But if you want to save a little bit of the salary, we can get a Miami guy on here, Craig, and talk Teddy Bridgewater in that game against Atlanta. He's been looking pretty good through the first four games, putting up good efficiency numbers. It's one of the few games that does have a tight spread for this week. So I think you have options in each salary tier. Dak at the top. I like Deshaun Watson in the middle and then Teddy on the bottom. So no matter how you want to play things, I think you've got routes to do it for this week. Yeah, Teddy B is a great call, Jim. It's really interesting. We were talking on the show this week. I don't ever know that I've seen uh, a coach transform an offense like Joe Brady did at LSU. LSU was a running team for 30 years. Joe Brady made Joe Burrow the first pick in the draft. He's now making Carolina viable and making them excellent. And yeah. now I wonder, does Joe Brady go from offensive coordinator at LSU, offensive coordinator at Carolina, I mean, this guy may be a head coach next year. I'm serious, Jim. Like the way the way that that Carolina offense looks right now, Robbie Anderson is great. All of a sudden, too, it, it's something to see. In my well, it in might my... not just be that, but it could be Teddy Bridgewater. Could be their answer at quarterback, which could be. I, Who a lot thought of people that? thought they were tanking this year. But yeah. I mean, if Teddy keeps playing like this, why not just ride that lightning and see where it takes you? Yeah, he, he was fantastic last week. All right, let's uh, let's hit on the running backs now. This is the wasteland in DFS right now. It is. It is. <laughs> I, I gotta say, it is a problem. Okay, uh, Zeke Elliott, 9,000. Josh, we're all, all the way to Josh Jacobs already after the first one. Zeke Elliott at nine. Josh Jacobs at 8,200. 
And now we're below 8,000. Yeah. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, 7,900. Miles Sanders, I got at 7,500 here. Jonathan Taylor, 7,100. Uh, Connor and Hunt both sit at 7,000. And Mixon, I tell you who you don't see on the screen there, is a tad under that at 6,900. And I kind of feel like if this wasn't the Ravens, I would love Joe Mixon this week. Yeah. Are you kidding me? After all the touchdowns he scored last week, all the volume that he's getting, and Burrow's now throwing him the ball. Tough call for me this week. Which way are we going here, Jim? I think to me, there are four running backs who kind of stand above the crowd. Zeke Elliott at the top is a no-brainer. He's he's at home against the Giants, gets a lot of passing volume. I love that. The other three are Clyde Edwards-Elair. We have uh, Kareem Hunt with no Nick Chubb. And then also Mike Davis in that same game we talked about before with Atlanta against Carolina. Mike Davis getting a lot of volume, especially a lot of volume through the air with Christian McCaffrey being gone. 7.5 targets per game through the two games with McCaffrey being out. Also 14.5 carries per game. That's awesome volume for a guy who's in a projected tight game, which is what we want at running back. I know we think that we want heavy favorites, but you do want running backs and back and forth affairs so they can get targets throughout the game. Same thing with Kareem Hunt because, you know, he was banged up last week. So we saw Dearness Johnson get a lot of work there, but Hunt was able to practice on Wednesday this week. So should be healthier than he was last week. And with no Nick Chubb, we can expect him to get a lot of volume. I respect that Indianapolis defense, but I still think Kareem Hunt is in the top three at running back. Clyde Edwards Elair would be the number four guy for me facing the Raiders. It hasn't really hit yet, like from a putting everything together perspective, but yeah. getting work in the passing game, big home favorite against uh, Las Vegas. I think that's enough for me to go Elair or Edwards Elair, but I would put it behind each of Zeke, Kareem Hunt, and Mike Davis. Yeah, after week one, I, I was ready to call Edwards Elair top three guy. I mean, yeah. and I don't, I'm not usually that reactionary. Like, sure. Usually it takes me a while, but after what I saw in week one, I thought that all the volume was going his way. I thought that, and, and, and you know what? Andy Reed is just sticks to what he does. It's, yeah. it's like a Hardman was not a thing for two weeks. Now all of a sudden Hardman is a thing again. So I, I guess we should just learn our lesson that the quarterback is the guy to own. Sure. And you, you're going to have a lot of weapons in that offense, but it is, it is throwing darts on a week to week basis, trying to, Trying to figure that out. Okay, let's go to uh, wide receiver. Uh, uh, other tough spots here. We have DeAndre Hopkins. He leads the way, 8,700 against the Jets. Ridley, I assume, will play, yep. but based on watching that game last week, I don't know. 8,300 uh, for Calvin Ridley, Atlanta against Carolina. Tyreek Hill is 8,200. Uh, we're not going to have Julio Jones on here just from a, a standpoint of projecting in or out. He is 8,100 if you choose to go with him, but we don't know the situation fully at this point. Amari Cooper, 7,800. We have Juju at 7,300. And then let's stop here at Cooper Cup at 7,200. But clearly you're going to play multiple receivers. There's going to be low-end options, and people are going to have to dive deep, I'm assuming, this week, Jim. Yeah, I really like uh, I like Robbie Anderson quite a bit, but I think my favorite wide receiver this week is actually Will Fuller. That's probably not a huge surprise, but uh, if I'm going to use Deshaun Watson, I got to stack him with someone. I think that Will Fuller, the obvious answer, he's had more than 100 yards already twice this year. If you look at the three games that he's played, a full complement of snaps, he's had 24% of the team's targets. He's had a lot of deep volume. He's facing, again, a Jaguars secondary that hasn't done a whole lot so far this year. So I want to pair Will Fuller with Deshaun Watson. I think that Calvin Ridley, you alluded to it you know a rough one on monday night but yeah. big bounce back spot here in a game that i would like to stack robbie anderson dj moore both in play on carolina if you want a lower salary guy darius slayton has had a lot of tough matchups so far this year but mm -hmm. he's gotten good 
good volume with Sterling Shepard being out. Seven targets per game in the two games, 2.5 deep targets per game. So I think Shepard is a guy who stacks really well with Zeke Elliott. Like if you want to get uh, more exposure to that game, has Zeke at running back, Shepard at wide receiver, they kind of help offset each other's costs there. Yeah, and, and and I think another good call by you is Watson Fuller. And, and by the way, for people who don't watch the game sometimes and they just play, and I get it, I've talked about this on the show this week, too. I mean, Fuller was inches away from catching a yeah. touchdown pass at the end of that game. People forget. I thought he had it, yeah. <laughs> and people like people just simply forget that that even happened. That inches within Bill O'Brien coaching the team this week, really, if they win. How yeah. do you fire a coach after a win? You don't. Right. Uh, and, and I love the thought process there with Houston. Usually, and it's I don't love false narratives. There's a pretty strong narrative for teams playing when the coach gets fired to say, hey, look, it was about that guy, right. not us. Those guys are playing for their jobs each and every week. So I do like that. And when I put my lineup in on FanDuel this week, I'm listening to Jim Sanis. I'm going to have Hopkins. I'm going to have Will Fuller. Jim, as always, thank you so much for coming on the show. All the best this weekend. We'll catch up again next week. Thank you, Craig. I appreciate it. And same to you. Good luck. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, Jim Sanis. You can follow him on Twitter at Jim Sanis and catch his work over at Numberfire. Make sure you're playing over on FanDuel where another million-dollar winner will be crowned. Will it be you? Maybe you should use some of those players Jim talked about. We'll be back with more fantasy sports today. Make sure you stay on the grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's time for us to reveal our leans in the Westgate Super Contest. It is week five of the NFL, and here on SportsGrid, we bring in Howard Bender from Fantasy Alarm and Wager Alarm to discuss those picks. And you can follow Howard on Twitter, at RotoBuzzGuy. Howard and I last week, three up, two down. We're feeling good going into week five. We are definitely feeling good to to walk into week five. Thanks for having me uh, as well. Um, I think the biggest glaring uh, omission from this week's card, no Bills, no Titans. We don't even get the freebie if the NFL forces the Titans to forfeit this game because of an ongoing investigation to uh, going up against COVID problems. So the Westgate takes it off the slate for us, Craig. It makes me sad. Yeah, and and look, that's going to be the case all season long. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, uh, at least – as we look at it now, I don't see New England and Denver on the board either. Do you? I don't think that that's an option either, is it? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're limited. <laughs> we're limited. And and Detroit is off. You know, there are other teams off this week, too. So, yeah, we, we're up against it this week. But that's okay. We just got to do the best with what we got. All right. Let, let's get started here. Let's take a look at the first three games on the board. And we'll start off uh, Falcons and Panthers in the Super Contest. Atlanta is minus one and a half. They are at home. Game number two, we have the Kansas City Chiefs laying 12 and a half against the Las Vegas Raiders. And game three is the Los Angeles Rams going to take on the Washington football team with new quarterback Kyle Allen. So when we did our live stream earlier this week, Howard, and we talked about some of the possibilities, I believe Atlanta was one that we were considering going with. We've avoided the Falcons like the plague for the most part this season, but 
it does seem like this is a pretty good spot for them this week. Um, it does. But we discussed when we discussed it, it was actually a two and a half point spread. And we were like, they're daring us. They're begging us to take the Panthers. They fixed so, it. They fixed it. They they did fix it. It's only a point and a half. And yet still kind of turns around and says, how in the world are the Falcons favored after everything that they've gone through? Uh, the potential of a coaching change midseason is still in play. Um, everybody's all in on the Panthers, right? I mean, this exciting yeah. offense, Mike Davis is amazing. I think I want to take the Falcons. I'll take yeah. a shower with after doing it, but I think I want to take the Falcons. It, it's definitely a contrarian play this week, and usually those will hit more often than not. Uh, okay, let's take a look at the next few games here. And uh, Houston, yeah, with a new coach, it's usually a blind bet of just taking the the new coach who they're going to want to play for. And we saw the news with J.J. Watt arguing with Bill O'Brien. We'll get to that in a second. Houston is is laying six. We have the Cardinals, who looked so bad last week, but <laughs> the only team that could look worse than them is the Jets. They're laying seven on the road to the Jets. And we have the Baltimore Ravens with yet another big line this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Ravens did win and cover for us last week, and they're going to have to win and cover on a big line again this week. I, I guess the question uh, is at this point, Howard, is that do you believe in that? Do you believe that Houston, who also, like Atlanta, hasn't won a game, do you believe that they will rally around whoever is leading them this week and say, we're going to show you that this what that this isn't about us, it was about the coach? Do you believe in that? I, you know what? I actually do believe in that because you had said something about it. And I went back and I looked and you're looking at somewhere in like a like a 68 to 70 percent success rate it's in covering high. the spread. Yeah, right. You know, for for that happening, I've I've looked listened to interviews with Deshaun Watson. I don't care about the fight with J.J. Watt. That actually happened two weeks ago, uh, but all of a sudden now it's coming to light. So that that doesn't you know affect me. It's how this offense is going to rally around uh, and do it, and and I think that we're going to see. Uh, a better Deshaun Watson. I think we're going to, you know, he's going to be able to change plays at the line. He wasn't allowed to do that under Bill O'Brien. So I do believe in that, but I'll tell you what Bengals getting 12 and a half here against the Ravens with a banged up Lamar Jackson. I'm with you. Yep. It's a much better. It's just a much better offense than, than what we saw from Washington last week behind Dwayne Haskins. So I actually, that's that's my lean out of these three games. Yeah, I'm with you there with Cincinnati, too. I I, I think we may be on, in, in simpatico here with a few picks here going into this thing. Mm. All right, uh, Steelers minus seven against the Eagles. Steelers have always been really good to us. They're laying seven points this week. The 49ers are going to be at home against the Miami Dolphins. They are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. And the Dallas Cowboys, who we never get right are nine and a half point favorites this week <laughs> against the New York giants. And, and look, I have some temptation to take Dallas just because I don't think that, that the giants can keep up with them. But then again, the Browns offense, isn't that great. They won the game outright. So I'll stay away from that one. But how do you feel about any of the others? How dare you say that about the Browns? How dare you, Craig? Um, you know, as far as the other games go, I, the Steelers have been really good to us. They're coming off a bye week. They're, uh, you know, they're at home. It's a nice spot for them. James Conner is healthy. This Eagles defense looks terrible. This Eagles offense looks even worse. That would be my lean there. I don't want any part of Cowboys Giants. I feel like the Cowboys will mow them down. I feel like they can cover this spread. The Giants offense just doesn't look good. But I can't sit there and bank on uh, on on some 
last gasp desperation play that, you know, Slayton catches a touchdown to kill me on the spread and they backdoor cover it. So I want to avoid that game, but I don't mind taking the Steelers and laying the points. Yeah, I think I could go in that direction too. Uh, Miami just didn't show enough offensively, I thought, last week. And even with San Francisco being undermanned, it feels like their defense could just uh, you know, they could be winning this game 20 to seven with a few minutes to go. And then you don't know what Miami's going to do in the end. I don't want to get involved. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, so a couple more later games. We got the Indianapolis Colts going to Cleveland and Cleveland is a home dog in this one with Indianapolis laying a point and a half. The Vikings finally showed some life last week. They're getting seven points on Sunday night football against Seattle. And uh, my interesting note here would be on Seattle in this one, Howard, is that since we did have Miami against Seattle last week, it is definitely worth noting that Miami kicked four field goals and they were in the red zone four different times against Seattle. They also gave up a 70 yard pass right before the half and and clearly could have covered. But you are playing with fire every week going against Russell Wilson because he's going to make you pay. But it is worth noting that Miami had every opportunity to cover that game last week. Yeah, they really did. You know, Minnesota's defense, though, I'm still very leery of it. I don't like it at all. Um, so I kind of want to avoid this game. You're, you're, like you said, you don't want to bet against Russell Wilson. Chris Carson is apparently indestructible now. You've got a down game for uh, for for Lockett and uh, and and Metcalf that I feel like they want to you know they want to bring that back. You know, the game that I'm looking at here. It's really kind of funny. I love the Browns. Browns is a home dog here. Why? Because Nick Chubb is out. Like that to me, you know, that that to me is like telling everybody that you want to take the Colts here. Uh, and and I feel like I still want to take the Browns. I don't love Dearness Johnson. But come on. I could run behind that Cleveland <laughs> offensive line in that scheme and come away with 60 yards at a touch. So I'm going to I'm going to lean Browns here, getting the point and a half at home. All right, and uh, finally, let's cap it off and take a look at the Monday night game between the New Orleans Saints and Los Angeles Chargers. Again, the Westgate lines, when they came out, did not have New England and Denver, and and Buffalo and Tennessee, clearly, as everybody knows, uh, no one's going to be interested in even looking at that. Uh, Okay, so we have the Saints laying seven and a half Monday night. There is some talk of them moving that game potentially, although that's quieted a little bit. And uh, full transparency, we were recording this interview, so it's possible that in a couple hours that was changed. But as of now, the game is in New Orleans against the Chargers on Monday night, uh, Howard. And uh, look, the Saints look beatable, but the Chargers, to me, for me at least personally, they're one of my kryptonite teams. I don't ever feel like I have a good read on them. Yeah, we always seem to uh, when, when they're at home and they're a, and they're a favorite. We always end up if we take them, we lose. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just they're it okay as a dog, right? But they're horrible as a favorite. I don't think we've ever won they're, with them. They're okay as a dog, but are they okay as a road dog here in New Orleans? That's that's kind of what makes me nervous. I, I mean, if I had to lean somewhere, if, you know, because the Westgate is giving us that hook, I might be inclined to taking the Chargers, but overall. Um, especially with word that Michael Thomas could be back uh, as good as the Chargers defense is their offensive line has been shredded with injuries right now. So it kind of sure. makes me worry about them. All right. So let's uh, so let's take a look here. Our, we're going to have Saturday night, by the way, Howard and I will be over on the wager alarm live stream. You can follow along on Twitter at wager alarm, go to wageralarm.com, Also on fantasy alarm. We do this Saturday night, usually eight thirty, nine o'clock Eastern, just depending on when we get uh, to it and making sure, by the way, 
it's all accurate. That's the most important thing this year for sure is making sure these picks are accurate and the lines are accurate. So we're leaning a little on Atlanta, I think. We're leaning on uh, we're leaning on the Bengals a little, the mm-hmm. Steelers a little, uh, Houston some. Colts or Colts or Browns? Did we? Was that just a pass on that one? Did, I mean, I'm still, you know, I'll take. I, I like a home dog. I like a home dog. I love yeah. this offense. Yeah. So maybe Browns a little there, and we know by the way if the Browns go up in that game. By the way, I don't think Indy's coming back in that one. We know how that w- works out with Rivers Oof. behind that. So I, I guess those are our leans uh, for the most part, and, uh, and and certainly an opinion just Howard with New England. Being a five-point favorite against Denver, it's just a game we should just real quick hit on, even though it's not on the board. Uh, look, New England hung in for a half, of course, on Monday night, and then the wheels sort of fell off. But I get the feeling that Stidham is just a, a pretty significant upgrade over Hoyer, so I, I probably would lean toward New England a little bit. Yeah, I would lean to New England in the points. Stidham will get the start this time uh, around, and we're still dealing with, you know, Rippon. Maybe they splash in Driscoll again. It's just, I, I just don't love, you know, I'm really disappointed, as you've pointed out before. I'm just disappointed in how vanilla this offense looks for Denver right now. Yeah, it, I, it, look, it, it may get better with Locke, but I, I think that's another team that at the end of the season ends up making a change of coach. All right, Howard, thanks again so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. You can see the ticket that we place and and all the wagers that we place all season long at the Westgate with the Super Contest over on wageralarm.com. We are 500, which is a great place to be right now. There's, a, there's thousands of people below us. We're we're perfectly fine where we are. we got to start winning right now. Howard, thanks again. We'll talk again next week. Thanks for having me, Craig. Always a pleasure. All right, Howard Bender, at Guy. You could follow him. Joe Pizzapia joins me next. Don't go away. More Sports Grid on the way. to the Roslyn Eye Center. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Of course, we got a little fantasy or reality to kick around tonight. I know, Joe, this weekend... A huge weekend for us here in both fantasy and on the air on Sports Grid on Saturday. What's coming up on the show Sunday morning? Well, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Sports Grid. It's fantasy game day with myself and Matt Stryker. Eric Young is on location yet again because he's super famous. And when you're champ, sometimes those are the things you have to do. But Matt Stryker and I are going to be there for you with the latest in NFL news. And God knows there's going to be a lot of that to dissect and break down and get to you and how it affects your fantasy team. So we're going to do season long. We're going to do fan duel. We're going to do laughs. It's a great crew over there. So Sunday mornings right here on sports grid, right here, fantasy game day, your NFL Sunday should always start on the grid. Craig Mish. And I'll be there too. I'll be watching and getting ready for my Sunday in the NFL as you should be as well. Also a quick note here before we move on the Miami dolphins about an hour ago, placed their left tackle on injured reserve uh, Austin Jackson. That kind of came out of nowhere here today. So, Miami doesn't have as much protection as they thought going into Sunday, keeping Ryan Fitzpatrick on his feet, something to just keep in mind before you do anything this weekend. All right, let's start off fantasy reality, Joe. Here we go. Question one. We have the NBA Finals tonight. Could be the last game of the NBA season. Very well could be, or maybe the Heat could rally. So fantasy reality, LeBron will win his fourth NBA championship and 
finals MVP tonight, fantasy or reality? Uh, earmuffs, Craig Mish. I know you're rooting for Miami to uh, stay in this thing, but I think it is tonight. I think it's Friday night. LeBron feels the spotlight. I think a lot of eyes and attention will be on there. And King James will put another jewel in his crown tonight, and we will get the Lakers to get another championship. And look, this was uh, part of the prophecy of him going to the Lakers, right, to bring home another championship and hoist another banner to the rafters for the Lakers. By the way, speaking of the Lakers, Jeff Perlman has a great new book out about uh, the Lakers. And I, if you are a Laker fan or a basketball fan, go check it out. That guy does phenomenal work. Uh, we'll see if we can get him on the show. I've had him on a couple of my shows before, but uh, I know you love that kind of stuff too. So I think it is going to be the LeBron show tonight. And Davis has played well. And look, the Heat are, are no joke. They deserve to be there. They certainly have uh, gone through the East. And they look like Jimmy Butler has done everything he possibly can, I think. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be LeBron's night tonight, Craig Mish. What do you think? Do you think LeBron and the Lakers close it out tonight and he gets another mm-hmm. ring? Well, when I say that they, they do, they lose. So, yes, I'm going to say that they are going to do it tonight. The Heat's <laughs> getting seven points. Uh, take the points. Take the Heat plus the seven. And in terms of if they win, of course, LeBron's going to win the finals MVP. I mean, that's a foregone conclusion at this point. But not going to happen tonight. They're going to have to wait till Sunday night to get that done. I believe the next game is Sunday after Friday, and then Tuesday would be the final one. Uh, so, no, that's a fantasy. Not going to happen. Wait, ra- I'm sorry, reality. That is going to no, happen. No, it's reality. So yeah, you're trying to will yeah. it to happen. That's what you're trying to do. Jinxing Just so everybody's it. following the logic. The okay. There we go. Going with there the you jinx. go. The there you go. <laughs> Okay, the other big game tonight is Tampa Bay and New York playing in American League Division Series Game 5, Fantasy Reality. The Rays will advance to the American League Championship Series if they do. You bet them plus 130, you bet 100, you win 130. Fantasy or Reality? Well, just for clarity from earlier in the show, I'm always happy when the Yankees lose because as a Mets fan, there's very few joys we have in life, and the Yankees not getting a championship is one of them. But... I told you, I also like big marquee matchups, and I love Garrett Cole, and I can't root against Garrett Cole. I have all the fantasy shares in the world, and I'm a huge mark for Garrett Cole. I want Garrett Cole to win this game and then go face the Astros so the Yankees can finally put their money where their mouth is and have that contest. So I'm going to say fantasy. The Rays don't have enough to beat Garrett Cole tonight. At the end of the day, we'll be the big bad Yankees. It'll be Garrett Cole. It'll be Mr. Stanton and Mr. Judge. And uh, don't look now, but Torres and Voigt uh, starting to uh, heat up a little bit again, too. Those guys both went yard in yesterday's game. So just uh, keep an eye on those bats. But I don't know, man. It, It would be great. I am perfectly fine. If the Rays win, I will have joy. But I just think it's a little less juice going into the next round. And I like the juice. I want to be here talking about fun things like, oh, my God, here we go. We got the Astros and the Yankees. We got these two teams that hate each other. And you're a cheater. And Well, you're a cheater. You cheated first. And you had iPhones in the dugout. Well, you were banging trash cans. Yeah, I want all the kids on the playground to go have at it for seven games. That would be fun. But if the Rays win, I'm not going to complain. I'm okay either way. I think the Yankees pull it out tonight on the uh, arm of Garrett Cole. What say you, Mr. Mish? Where are you going with this one? Fantasy reality, the Rays take care of business. You you are the same host that said there's a lot of juice with the Broncos and Jets last Thursday, just to keep this in mind. You're no, very excited. I never about said that there's matchup. a lot of juice. That is that, you, my friend. You were very excited for that matchup. That is a lie. Can we look to the moderator, did, did, please? Did you, did you say you were very excited for the, the matchup, Broncos and Jets? Will I be am exciting. Always- 
Yes, but that's excited. Yes. Why? Okay. Because of the misery of the Jets. It makes me happy to come here and listen to Brett and listen to my producer on game day, Chris, wallow in their own misery as Jet fans. And I told them I'm always excited for football. You give me a standalone NFL game. I am a happy camper. I am watching that, it. What I was waiting for. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. I was going to throw out Carolina and, Atlanta at you. And was that? And was it so bad? Was the fourth quarter of that game not entertaining to you, Craig Mish? But but if the Rays win, why would that be so bad? Why would that? Why would that bad. have juice? The Rays have never. The Rays haven't been there in a million years. Because, it's would it not be so because bad? the Rays wouldn't have juice. It's not the same juice. And you and I both know, we just talked about this a couple days ago when two teams really hate each other. We don't have the Yankee-Red Sox rivalry anymore. It's dead. It's done. The Red Sox have won four titles in 20 years. Nobody cares anymore. They're not the redhead stepchild. The Cubs have won their World Series, so Cubs-Cardinals kind of has lost its luster. The Giants have won a ton, so now it's not the same with the Giants-Dodgers. This Yankees-Astros thing might be one of the hottest things baseball has, and maybe this is the wrestling fan me trying to book it because i think it's gonna get good ratings but i think yankees astros gets better ratings than rays astros you're gonna agree with that one we could agree with all that but you're not gonna watch it anyway you're gonna watch we're gonna watch whatever football game is on instead you're gonna watch whatever football game is on instead so i want the rays to win every night there's gonna be a football game and every night there's gonna be a football game for the rays give me the rays tonight plus the 130 Joe can watch uh, Arizona play the Jets instead and get very excited about that one. Not enough yeah. juice in the race. So there you go. Yeah, sorry, man. I'm taking. I'm, I'm going to take Tampa Bay just to go the other side of this one because uh, if the Rays don't do this tonight, when are they ever going to do it? This is their opportunity. Wait a minute. Really oh, I just realized something. I just realized something. We could lose the Heat. We lost the Marlins yesterday. We could lose the Rays tonight. My goodness. I mean, the Dolphins are already lost. We've lost them already. The Bucks lost. This could be the worst week in Florida sports in a long time, Craig. It, 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 is, the, it is the equivalent. The Joe, when, Joe, when you're, when you're comparing Tampa Bay, well, I mean, I've said this a million times. I guess I they have don't to do know, it they're not close. They're when we're comparing Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers and the Rays, it is like me saying the Buffalo Bills lost and it's a bad year, a bad day for New York. It's this. It's the equivalent of that. You understand this? They're very far. They're very far okay. away. I will. I will. I will keep it smaller. Let's keep it smaller. Now, if now bad so, for South Florida. Yes, bad for Absolutely. South Florida. Okay, so yes. bad, tough Absolutely. weekend for South Florida. Possibly. All right. Right. Just want to right. say. It just you know. You got any like, uh, wrap up it, stuff it, for the Marlins today? By the way, it's, any, any it's like oh my gosh, what a terrible day. St. John's lost. You know, it's like you got you got to. You got to compare the teams, the locations, the regions, where they're all at. You're right. South Florida, absolutely miserable. Heat lose. Marlins lose. Dolphins are bad. We go from great to bad very quickly. But don't throw us in with Tampa Bay. I mean, that's far. No, like I, I just I was trying to say a state of Florida as a whole you, is having a the tough state of Florida. We're, we're fine. We're, we're doing we're fine. Good. It, we're it, fine. It, Everything's it, fine. We want to open we're, up. We're nuts here, but I got to tell you, as, as, we're nuts here. People aren't wearing masks, and we're we're stupid. But in two months, <laughs> but in two months, everyone will wish they were here. That that is true. In two months, everyone in will. Two wish months, they were everyone wish we're here. Why? Because of the winter? Is that where we're going with this? That is correct. Or the falling iguanas frozen from the trees that you both, uh, both. so luckily both. sent me a picture of once, which I still can't get over. It's still scarred for life from that one. I appreciate it. Yeah. I can't believe that's I the only thing we have going for us. 
is the iguanas I can't believe it went and the years and never knew that that's what i can't believe that i just never knew that even happened and you were like oh yeah it's like tuesday and there's dead iguanas falling and you still live there i don't understand how you can uh how you make that that's all work true. i just don't get it because in two months when right before the show yeah, when crazy. you guys don't get to you guys don't you guys don't get to see what happens before the show but here's what will happen before the show in december <laughs> oh man it's cold out <laughs> you're probably right all of you guys, the older i get all you guys the even older you guys I in get, LLTN in kansas city will be saying that too. oh yeah oh it's all probably right. cold kansas city That's it's probably cold there already <laughs> all right let's we gotta do we have time yes we do okay let's end yeah, it with this time. uh yesterday on the broadcast i don't know if you caught this my buddy adam wainwright who i thought was pretty good and and i and i think is going to get better at this and and i'm i'm wondering if he's done and if he's going to do this after doing uh, the broadcast for a couple a uh, couple games for fox sports i talked to him uh, before the games just trying to help out with some information on the marlins he was calling the marlins game but he, he did make a comment that i think threw everybody in a tizzy yesterday which was and here's the graphic he said that uh some of his cardinals teammates believed that the earth is flat now we've heard this before from professional athletes right there was a big deal about this a few years ago too so fantasy or reality, Joe, I will ask you the question. This is no indictment on Adam at all. Just putting it out there for the world. More than 10% of the United States believes the earth is flat. More than 10% of the people, probably should say people, in the United States believe the earth is flat. <clears throat> is that fantasy or reality? Listen, America, this is Joe Pizapia here at Sports Grid reaching out to you. And I just want you to know in these uncertain times, there's one thing you can be certain of. And that is that the world is round. You know how we know? Because we went to space and we saw it. Uh, also, um, science. And you know how when you look up in the sky and you see other planets, they're not flat. They're circles. It's a little thing called gravity. And that is a special thing for everyone out there. And some of us need more gravity than others. And some of us could use a little less. But I cannot believe that 10% of Americans believe this. I'm going to say this is fantasy. I am also going to say it's reality. Then it's a higher number than it should be. And it's probably closer to 10 than it is to one, which is incredibly, incredibly saddening, disheartening, terrifying all at the same time. But I am going to say this is a fantasy because I have faith in you, America, to understand round, earth, flat, not earth. There you go. Craig Mish, how about you? What number would you have put this at to make it more reasonable for you? I'm just curious. Like if, uh, if, I, I, asked, I, if I, I said it was three? I don't think this is, I don't even think the 10 is unreasonable. Uh, okay. I, I just I was curious I, if like, I created a good line. I've heard a lot yeah. of stupid stuff in the last decade. I got to say, I, I, it's it's always concerning to me. And I'm somebody I, I like to read. And, you know, I, I've just been recently reading a wonderful book called The Soul of America. And it's going into some great American speeches and things like that. And to think of how I stupid we book. are. I know that book. John Meacham, right? It's a great book, right? And I've read the Lincoln. I, is, is that the cover? Kareem, Kareem Hunt's on the cover of that? Right. No, that's another one. That's the soul of your fantasy football team, Craig Mish. And that's why you didn't get that one because you missed out. And you're just the grapes are so sour here on the set of this show for him not going and taking him in the fifth round, like I told him for months and months. But I'm sure all those other shares those I, other guys I took everything else. I have Leonard Fournette and I have all the Titans. I'm doing great. <laughs> well, at any rate, uh, I think this number is probably closer to. If you said it at five, I'd probably say reality. How about that's you? the number I was going to use. That was the number I was going to use. But I, I went so up to ten, and that was a mistake. 
I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. I, look, I don't know. You know, people Brett, Brett asked a lot of me, crazy we gotta stuff. Fill this thing. We, Brett said we got to fill this up here. We're running out of time, and I came up with a bad number. It's my fault. I should have. I should have kept the five. I think it's, <laughs> look, it's. I'll tell you what. Here's the real question: How many would admit it out loud? That is the real percentage number. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting number. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say reality more than ten percent. That would be ten out of a hundred, right? <sighs> I think I'm gonna say reality. <laughs> Yeah, let's say reality. <laughs> okay, with that, we got Sports Grid 60 next. And then we will say so long for the weekend. So stay tuned. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today with you here on Sports Grid. Joe and I will be back on this show Monday at noon for our seven football games that are going to be played on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and maybe even Thursday, too. It's probably like two weeks in one in the NFL this week. But uh, let's end the show here on a solid note as we turn it over to Joe for the Sports Grid 60. Joe, what did you got today? Last night, TB12, the goat, was human. He made an error. He thought there was another down left. Turned out there was it. When Tom Brady was looking around, throwing up the four symbol everywhere, me and everybody else watching going, Tom, you're right. That was fourth down. It's over. It's done. It was very un-Brady-like. But then again, Tom Brady is in a new situation. It's not the same old Gronk. It's not the same old Patriots. It's not the same old team around him. But it's okay that Tom Brady is human. We always knew that he was. And yes, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers will continue to have an up-and-down season as they have been so far in the NFL. But just because he screwed up this one time here, or maybe more times recently than in the past, it doesn't mean he's still not the GOAT. So remember, he might have had the fourth down there, but he's got six rings to prove that he's still the greatest. Yeah, really remarkable for that to happen last night. We'll go from one goat to another, and that is LeBron James tonight. And just like Tom Brady, although he's playing in a strange uniform, uh, you may even think that that, uh, that LeBron James is playing in a strange uniform. But here's the reality of the situation, that we have Tom Brady on Thursday night and LeBron James on Friday night playing on television. Those two players are arguably top two, top three in the history of their position, in the history of their sport. But yet, the NBA ratings are down and probably people aren't as enthralled to watch the Bucks as they are the New England Patriots. Here's the reality. These guys are going to be gone in the next 10 years, and we're never going to get to see them play again. And there's a lot of times where we wish we could say that we saw Michael Jordan. We wish we could say that we saw Joe Montana or Barry Sanders or some of these other superstars like Larry Bird or Michael Jordan. You have your opportunity. So make the most of it and create a memory for yourself. You don't want to sit back in 20 years and wonder, man, I wish I could have seen Brady play one more time or seen LeBron James play one more time. They're right in front of you on back-to-back nights. So enjoy it. And certainly I hope the NBA season continues. Likelihood is LeBron James eventually is going to take home another ring. That'll do it for the show. Thanks to Brett and Dan. For Joe, I'm Craig. We'll talk to you Monday at noon. See you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.